0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: In other words, follow the calendar, and as Jay has said all morning long, follow the money. That might be a little more instructive. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Chris Bosh. Take us inside, with LeBron might be thinking the old teammate. He'll join us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Keys, Lakers. With the Nuggets tomorrow, 9 Eastern on ESPN Radio with LeBron looking yeah, that's for his 10th <laughs> appearance in the NBA Finals. He's calling it Lakers in five, right? Lakers in five?
2: Yeah, in yeah. that nickel. Over with.
1: <laughs> and We'll see. They're looking for that 17th NBA title. What would be better, Lakers-Celtics for the 13th time in the Finals or... Lakers, Heat, Jay, of course, LeBron taking on his old team. That would be juicy.
3: You know what? I'm done making picks, Zubin. I'm done making picks. <laughs> I picked the Clippers to get there. Nobody would have thought. Denver, Nugget. Like, I, I don't know anymore. I Look, the Lakers are the best team in basketball. They're the best team in basketball. And LeBron James is on his way. Where they play the Celtics, I have the Heat I have the Heat in six, actually. Ooh, okay. So I did make a pick. There you go. I there talked go. myself into it.
2: I really don't care. I mean, for, from a sexy standpoint, you Boston because of the whole L.A. Boston thing. Right. But I really don't care what comes out the East because – the Lakers are probably going to be in it anyway.
1: Love to see the renewal of basketball's best rivalry. We will see. And so will the bosses. I think that would roll a little bit better. Lakers-Celtics would be Celtics, great. Yes, <laughs> we'll be happy
2: for the bosses. The Lakers- for Celtics didn't get the Lakers-Celtics, then get the Dodgers and the Yankees. We'll be good.
1: How about that? So you could have a West Coast NBA champion, a West Coast Major League Baseball champion, and on the West Coast in college football, is the Pac-12 possibly returning it seemed an impossibility 24 to 48 hours ago considering what's going on in the state of california and the wildfires in oregon and the fact that a lot of people didn't think the pac-12 was able to really get out there and do much gavin newsom the governor of california pushed back on that a little bit but the most instructive comments come from the guy in charge larry scott is the commissioner of the pac-12 he was on sports center in los angeles last night and essentially said here's where our league stands some good progress today with the governors in California and Oregon um, sending some strong signals that they're, they're supportive and that state regulations won't be hurdles. This combined with access to daily testing, which we secured with a San Diego-based company, Quidel, starting in early October, going to test all of our student-athletes every single day gives our medical professionals comfort that we can return safely. So, you know, we're now going to figure out what this all means. We still need approval from the local health officials in the counties in California and Oregon, but today was a big step forward. We should mention that California has four Pac-12 schools. Oregon has two, so that's essentially half the league in two states. One of the one of the states is on fire at this particular point, and the other well, has both been the most. Of them yeah,
2: it's kind of on fire. California's on fire too.
1: Absolutely. And Gavin Newsom, while touring some of the damage, taking a look at it, comforting residents, essentially did say for everybody that thought Jay that the Pac-12 was their hands were tied. Newsom came out yesterday and said, "There's nothing that's preventing the Pac-12 <laughs> from playing." That's a little bit of mixed messaging, but that is the number one guy in the state. The governor essentially saying, I'm not holding anything back. So now the question is, where does this league go from here? The Pac-12 is going to come back. They're going to come back
3: and play. I think they're going to probably try to come back sometime during the late fall. And I I would say this. The Pac-12 conference cannot force feed this narrative that it cares less about football than its power five peers. And that's going to be a narrative that's really going to be pushed. So everybody else is moving forward. And then, you know, yes, there are issues and concerns about fires and things of that sort. But then you also have NFL games, you also have baseball games that are occurring. Right. So like, how do you, how do you, you can't really use as a deterrent to say we can't play because of that either. Well, it
2: it it does make a whole lot of sense, but you're still dealing with amateur athletes. You're dealing with health risks, and and he said right there that you know Larry Scott said that they they got the testing lab down in San Diego, and they'll be testing every single day. And the medical experts that they deal with out on the West Coast feel comfortable now with that situation. And then Governor Newsom says, hey, there's nothing that's holding us back from the state level. There's nothing holding back. It's more about the local level. What Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles thinks about playing with UCLA and USC? Uh, What does the San Francisco area or the Bay Area mayors think about Oakland and and, in Palo Alto, San Francisco area for Stanford? What do they think about? Just because the governor says one thing, he still got to go to the local level to get approval to, to move forward. So I, I, I'm like, Jay, I think they're going to play. I think they really are going to play because they don't want to – even though that narrative has already been out there, Jay, that the Pac-12 mm-hmm. 12 really doesn't care about football as much as the ACC or the SEC, we just – for whatever reason, that's the way people feel, but How that's does that not make the you necessarily feel? the case. You're on the Pac-12 All Century. It's not the it's not the case. Well, I was the All Century team. No, it's not. The, that, <laughs> that's not the that's not the case though. They do care, but I think from a sophistication standpoint, they look at things different than some other conferences. They just do. How they, so? They just do, man. It's, it's California is a different political type arena than the SEC or the Big 12 in terms of their thought process. They take things step by step, carefully. They don't just make snap decisions. That's why it takes them a long time to do anything and get anything done.
3: Well, that's why I was a little bit shocked that Governor Newsom came out and said, yeah, there's nothing holding you guys back from playing.
2: Yeah, but I'm I'm saying that he's saying that from a state level. Remember, there's people at the lower level that have to approve and get things done and they care about their political position. Yeah, You know how it goes. Everybody's jockeying for position. I, I just
3: feel like if, if you're the Pac-12, if you wait, if you go into winter, then that can just cause a lot more issues. I mean, I, I don't think you'll get the same kind of TV ratings. I think it, it brings in a whole different other issue. I, I, I think they're, they're really in the bind. I think they're in the time crunch as well, considering that the Big Ten is moving forward at the pace they are now.
2: Well, they probably don't feel like, I mean, Oregon, I think Oregon and maybe USC – or the two teams that would even have a chance at the power, at the uh the four the uh final four th- those are probably the two programs that would have a chance at doing that but then Oregon's lost a number of players USC's yep. lost some players opted out to go to the NFL so is it really at the end worth trying to push the envelope to get it done so that you could try to get into The final four, who knows? Well,
3: then it brings back this conversation, too, and this is across all these leagues, and this is something that the NCAA has to look in the face and actually dig deep, and they have to find an answer for it. If you didn't think your conference was going to be playing and you decided to opt out Mm -hmm. and you got representation, and then you find out 45 days later that your conference is playing, regardless of whether you got compensation or
2: not, you should be able to opt in and play.
3: Well, most like of they, those they try to take you through the protocol. Well, you have to go through the protocol, and who knows how long that can be. That should not be an issue.
2: But most of those dudes that opted out, they go back to I, school, Jake. I, I know, right? I know, they, I, I, <laughs> I know.
3: Realistically looking yeah, at it, no. but if, if if hypothetically there was a player that did say, "Okay, I want to opt back in," he shouldn't have to go through the red tape and all the protocol that's been in place. That was a conference that made that decision for them. And then they, make the, they should be allowed to have the flexibility to come back yeah, and play uh, automatically.
2: Give whatever you got back and, and go play. You know, whatever, well, whatever little
3: money. I mean, if you did take some, why do you have to give it back? I mean, we're, we're talking okay, about yeah, name, yeah, well, and likeness.
2: Well, okay,
3: don't right? give it back to you. Don't
1: give it back, but well, you should be able to come back and play. ACC already playing SEC September 26th, the Big Ten October 23rd, 24th, and then the Pac-12 TBD.
2: don't give it back. No,
1: don't give it back. I ain't trying to give that. That money's in my bank account. It will stay there.
2: (laughs) Well, you know they're not going to let them keep it. They should be able to keep it. They're going to make them pay every single dime back. If you got an apartment for your training, your rental car for your training – Give all that money back. No, and then so, you're like, well, where are the kids going to get the money from?
3: Exactly. Take out a loan. And sometimes in the midst of chaos comes great opportunity. This is an opportunity for the NCAA to change and change for the better.
1: Opportunity for the players, too. Who will grab it? That's the big question. Keyshawn J. Wills, have been brought to you by Goodyear. Movement always driving us forward, whether it's on the track, on the court, or on the field. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. Let's go from A to Z. And this is most importantly for Jay, snapping his fingers, getting ready. Tiger Woods still even through three, round Ooh. one of the U.S. Open at winged foot. Of course, I know you played Rory McIlroy as your leader, two hundred oh through four.
3: Look, the winner of this U.S. Open is going to be plus. It's gonna, Over par. Over par. That's going to happen. Mark it down. The course is that challenging.
2: Fake golfer. What
3: are you talking about? The stimp reader is reading something crazy. It's like 14, 15. Hey,
2: dropping the
1: ball on the green, it's going to roll off the back of the green.
2: Oh, God. Oh. And the rough is high, I know. Thick. Or thick, whatever. Also thing.
1: wanted to mention American <laughs> Brandon Wu is also two under, though. He's through nine, about to make the turn. Rory, again, two under through four. And most importantly, for most of you, I'm sure, Tiger, Tiger look, even. Tiger looks slim. Through or is it the all black? Three. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, the greatest in golf to maybe the greatest in basketball, LeBron James looking for another Trip to the NBA Finals, it would be his 10th. He was named to the NBA's All NBA team yesterday. 16th selection in 17 years. Key, we just run through him and he's so many stats that just roll off the tongue, but you got to stop and realize 16th All NBA team in 17 years. Joining him on the team, Giannis Doncic, Harden, and his teammate Anthony Davis. 16 in 17 years. I know
2: that's crazy, though. I don't, like, for real, for real, dude is different. I mean, he, he's like a, I don't know if he's an alien or whatever you want to call it, but he's, <laughs> He's not real. There's no – like, think about it. 17 years in the NBA, man, he's never missed the team. Never. Never, ever. Now, 17 years, he has a chance to go to 10 championships? That's unheard of.
3: Mm. Biggest snub on Yo, the All-NBA never... team? Bradley Bill.
2: What?
1: How does he not make an All- – how does he not make third-team All-NBA? Crazy. Interesting. All right, we saw what happened with the Wizards there in the bubble. He's clearly the heart and soul. We'll see what ends up happening. Individual
3: that, awards, not team awards, by the way. Just saying, all NBA.
1: Yes, distinction for geez. sure. Let's get back into the NFL.
0: I made too many mistakes to win the game. Can't miss that one to AJ. You know, a high schooler can make that throw. The Chargers are going to win. Burrow looks on in disbelief. On me. the throw fast.
2: Reflected and disbelieve. Yeah. yeah.
1: We just have to be better next time. There's no way around it. No excuses. The good teams, they don't let one mistake turn into a bunch.
4: Never stop try to put me in a box, boy. You
1: can never frame this. On to Cincinnati. Everybody loves that. On to Cincinnati. Bill coined it. Everybody else wants to copy it. We are off to Cincinnati. At least if you're the Browns, they'll be hosting the Bengals tonight. It'll be week two of the NFL season. It is underway. So we're going to have a little take your pick and essentially what we do here is we're gonna we took a look at all the week two matchups in the NFL starting tonight we picked out what we thought were the four best quarterback matchups because everybody's obviously watching the quarterback play and I want you fellas to tell me who you think will outplay the other in the battle of these four matchups let's start with tonight take your pick for week two better tonight Mayfield or Burrow, the latter making his second career start.
2: I think Mayfield will have a decent game, but I think Joe Burrow will have a better game, and not necessarily meaning that Cincinnati is going to win. But when you take a head-to-head matchup, and here's why: when you look at the secondary, of the Cleveland Browns, Denzel Ward's a little nicked up, uh, Greedy Williams a little banged up. But you got some trees on the perimeter for Cincinnati. They got a guy in T. Higgins out of Clemson. You know what A.J. Green is. Mm -hmm. Ross is playing at a high level for himself right now. So when you start to look at what they want to do in terms of getting this young quarterback going, who had a decent game last week, he builds on that. From last week to this week, he'll throw for more yards than Baker Mayfield, even though they may lose the game.
3: I'm going Baker Mayfield. I think it's a must. Mm. I think it's a must in a divisional rivalry game. You cannot allow a rookie quarterback in his second start to outshine you. You cannot.
1: Baker was the number one overall pick, as you know, a couple years ago. Burrow, the number one overall pick in this particular draft. One other thing they have in common, they both won the Heisman, and they're now both in the AFC North, and they'll both be on the field. Tonight.
2: You don't look like a football player. Obviously,
1: I I was not. (laughs) Next up, the number one and number two overall picks back in the 2016 draft. Remember that haul that those teams made to get up to the top two spots. So, this weekend, Goff, Wentz, Key, take your pick.
2: I like like Jared Goff. Uh, You know, Carson Wentz going up against the Rams front and Aaron Donald could create havoc and mm. some problems. Jalen Ramsey on the outside, he's going to lock down whoever they decide, whether it's Alshon Jeffrey, whether it's Deshaun Jackson, whether it's Jalen Rigger, whoever that is, you, you take that. Jalen Ramsey, go handle that. Aaron Donald up the middle, pressure all day long on Carson Wentz. They're going to take the playbook away from the Washington... Uh-oh. Football team, yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, Washington football team. They're gonna take that away. They're gonna use that same game plan, and they're going to get after Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and what they do on an offensive standpoint, putting the ball in the air, something that Sean McVay would want to do. The Eagles'
3: offensive line had issues with the Washington football team. With the Washington football team, true. What do you think Aaron Donald's
1: gonna do when he comes to town? Mm. I mean, that's that's yes. It's going to be Jared Goff. So he'll go Goff. Okay, next up, love this one, because this actually goes back to their collegiate days when they played in the ACC. You got Lamar Jackson, the MVP, and Deshaun Watson, who just got paid their third head-to-head matchup. If you college football fans, remember, they played a Saturday night game a few years ago down there at Death Valley in which... Clemson barely won, but Lamar, that's the game he opened eyes. He ended up winning the Heisman that year, but that was the game. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. look at Lamar Jackson. So t- this weekend, Jackson, Watson, who you got?
2: I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. I think when you look at his, you know, skill set, what he was able to do in the offseason, bringing it in the week one against the Cleveland Browns, answering a lot of questions about him being able to throw the ball on the outside perimeter as well as in the middle of the field. When you talk about the ability to still run, the ability to do things, keep his head and eyes downfield as he delivers the football. But then when you look at Deshaun Watson, who did not play particularly well against Kansas City after being paid that big money, it's not necessarily his fault as much as it is. He did not have the receiver in Deshaun in in DeAndre Hopkins helping him along. He won't have DeAndre Hopkins again this weekend unless DeAndre Hopkins decides to get on the plane and go and help him in Houston. Unlikely. Unlikely, right? So I think it'll be Lamar.
3: I thought you you know last week you were telling me he has all these options. Deshaun has all these options to throw the ball yeah, to Yeah
2: they him. didn't they didn't uh, mm. they
3: got him for whatever reason they ain't using them. I'm going Lamar. I, I I I'm gonna tell you though Back to back weekends for Deshaun Watson. I mean, going against Patrick Mahomes the first weekend, and now this, that's a hell of a start for the
1: Texans. That's a one two punch for wow. sure. Mahomes, but can, you know, Kenny Injection. Stills,
2: Fuller, and Cooks, they, they, they are the good, very good receivers, but for whatever reason, Bill O'Brien just, they couldn't get them off. They couldn't get them going. Mm.
1: <laughs> Lastly, our last game of Sunday. Uh, this is juicy. Sunday night football with the Pats going cross country to the home of the 12th man that won't be there. Cam Newton or, or Russell. No men for the 12 men. Cam Newton or Russell Wilson. Take your pick. Hmm. Where
3: are you going, Key? Where are you going?
2: See, this is this is tricky. Why? Because when you say the better game, right, mm-hmm. I still think I, – I feel like both of them are going to have lights out games. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's why it's tricky for me, but I got to pick one, and I'm going to pick Russell Wilson in this situation. Uh, he's at home, his environment – he understands what it is to to play at home to get it done. The offense doesn't change. They're changing game plans again for Cam Newton to go to Seattle and play against Russell Wilson. He look Russell Wilson lit up Atlanta last week. All right, he he lit him completely lit him up, and I think for the most part he'll do similar things to the defense, the secondary in New England. I'm gonna go Russell Wilson, and. I think Cam's going to be utilized
3: in the red zone properly like they typically will. Josh McDaniels utilizing his, his big body, getting into the end zone. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson for the fact of Jamal Adams. I just think last game they played, he was a beast over the top. He was a beast. And I think anytime Cam tries something, I think Jamal's going to be there.
1: So that will do it. We'll see him on Sunday night football. Let's- jump into Cam just a little bit more because obviously key, as you said uh, yesterday on the program, the difference in talent between Cam's week one opponent, the Miami Dolphins and the Seattle Seahawks is a little bit different, but if Cam can continue to play well and play well early, maybe some early extension talks. Remember this is essentially a a one-year deal. That was a make good for both teams. Just kind of feeling each other out, seeing if this would work. Our ESPN NFL front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum was on our show just a couple days ago and essentially said, if Cam plays lights out, Show me the money early.
5: Within two weeks, we're going to be talking about how soon is Cam Newton signing extension. We're going to be talking about comeback player of the year. We're going to talk about them winning the division and being meaningful competition in the AFC. I love what they're doing. And there's only three things we have to worry about with Cam Newton, guys. That's health, health, and health. But if he starts 16 games, write this down, they will win the AFC East. They'll get a bye. They're going to be hard to beat.
2: Key? I mean, he's right about that. I think... You know, when you look at the difference between Cam of old and Cam now, he's got, I would say in his career, the second best offensive coordinator that he's ever had, and that's Josh McDaniels. Norv Turner was the first. Mm -hmm. And so you could tell that he's getting comfortable in New England's Cam Newton system. I don't want to say New England Patriots system because it's a New England Cam system. Some of the things that he did well in Carolina, they've brought to New England to implement into the game plan, and now they're using some of the stuff that they did with Brady in the game plan. And and obviously, if he plays well, they're going to want to keep him around long term. That's why it was a one-year deal. It was a show-me deal. It was like, hey, come in, stay healthy, show me what – you could do, and then we'll be willing to talk at some point in time about a contract extension. Going up against Seattle is going to be tough, but if anybody has any confidence in anything, it's Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel changing the offensive game plan week to week depending on the opponent. A lot of people worry about the 15 carries that Cam had in week one. I wouldn't worry about that because that opponent allowed that to happen. When they decided to do the game plan, they said, these are the design runs that's going to work. We can gash them doing this. Mm-hmm. Now when you look at Seattle, they're gonna look at Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams tends to come down in in low in the box as a box defender. Now you spread him out, detach him away from the line of scrimmage, make Jamal Adams cover. Hmm. Make him cover down. Don't allow him to just be a free blitzer off the edge. Pull him away from the line of scrimmage, and I think that they'll do that. They'll get into four and five wide receiver sets. Some of the things that Tom Brady did well Hmm. when he played against Seattle in the style of defense in which they play, because Cam certainly can do that. Julian Edelman will be a big key figure in this football game, along with uh, 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 Nikhil Harry, the young guy out of Arizona State that they drafted last year in the first round. Those two guys got to have big game for Cam Newton to be able to win the game. What do you mean when you say four or five sets? Four, four, spread them out with four receivers, five receivers, empty formation. So you go, you know, you might go two by two, two on each side. You might with one back in the backfield. You might go three by one, one, one backfield. You, you may even go two tight ends, or full back in the back. It just depends mm. on what they see uh, Seattle is giving them. Jamal Adams is a, one of the top two or three safeties in the game. Yep, But he's going to have to show me he can cover. I, I I get he can hit, he can make tackles in the backfield. You got to show me, you can cover, bro. I, if, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm going to put my best route running receiver, which probably is Julian Edelman, and I'm going to find 33, and I'm going to make them deploy 33 to Julian Edelman. He's going to have to cover him, in short routes, all of a and, sudden. And Jamal can do it, but he's going to have to show me if I'm the coach. Mm. He can do it, but he's going to have to show me.
1: We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests are on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Chris Bosh, who is on the way. What does he make of LeBron making the All-NBA team for the 16th time in 17 years? He's got a really interesting perspective. Of course, they were former teammates in Miami. And what does he think about maybe the Heat winning the championship? Chris Bosh, the two-time NBA champion, 11-time NBA All-Star, is on the way.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around...
1: The two time NBA champion, the 11 time all star, a member of the big three in Miami, the one and only Chris Bosh. Chris, I guess we have to start. I know I want to talk about this modern day heat team and what you think they can do. And we'll get to that. But man, yesterday, LeBron on the all NBA team for the 16th time in 17 years, an ageless wonder having played for him, seeing him play like this in 2020 at his age. What do you think?
0: well I mean you know we we could see it coming i mean we um we all had the uh privilege to kind of see what he does, how much the game means to him one and and what he does behind the scenes in order to be able to do that um a lot of people just see the dunks the the muscles, you know the amazing um athletic feats he's able to do, but nobody really sees how hard. Um, he, and, and how much he puts into the game, into his body, into pre- preparation. Um, he, he, I want to say, probably will go down as the greatest athlete to really put into his body of all time, in my opinion. I mean, they're always um, he's always on the cutting edge um, of treatments, nutrition, and all those good things. And, and, you know, it's really showing. He's able to combine that with his raw athletic ability, and the skills that he's gained over these years and, and really knock it out the park, man. So you know, I'm not surprised. Um, we all watch Mike, uh, Michael Jordan compete at the highest level until he was 36 and come back after that, you know? So there's, uh, there's some, uh, inspiration out there for him, but you know, he's done a great job just being able to come go out there and play and stay healthy.
2: Play ridiculously at that, Chris. Hey, Chris, uh, <laughs> I know, right. Um, How has Jimmy Butler shifted the culture in Miami? It seems like the the personality has now just taken over the entire
0: team. Yeah. You know what? He's, we have a term heat guy. (laughs) He's one of those heat guys, hard knows defender, uh, a team guy who's just willing to go out there and get the job done and, and, and play and do what is necessary um, to win basketball games. And, when the Heat gets somebody like that in that culture, I think it enhances, you know, both the team and the individual. Um, because as soon as he signed there, a lot of people, you know, were kind of iffy about the decision, but I knew right away. Look, Miami Heat, they're competing for a championship every year. And if the team isn't good enough to win a championship, they're gonna they're gonna play as hard as possible every day, be in shape, all of these good things. They have their mantra and things like that. And now Spo has instituted um, this amazing offense that, you know, you really I, – I could only imagine how hard it is to scout because they have so many weapons. They move the ball so well. But Jimmy Butler as the leader of that team. I think he's just a perfect fit. He's that guy that's going to do whatever it takes to win. He'll take the last shot. He'll, he'll defend the best player with them taking the last shot. He'll dive on the floor. He's just a hard-nosed blue-collar worker. And – And that's what we mean by by he guy. He's just going to come in and and compete and and make sure, you know, they get the job done. And, and I mean, they've done an incredible job. There's still way more work to do. I know they know that. But so far to be in this position, I don't think anybody picked him to be there.
3: CB, Jay Williams here. How you doing, man?
0: I'm good, man. How are you, bro? Good to hear from
3: you. I'm doing good, man. Hey, I, I appreciate your DM you sent me the other day. Tell me about what this initiative is that you did with the Players' Tribune on Let Them Vote.
0: Yes, yeah, so um, the NCAA, um, they, they passed it, which is great, uh, but student athletes are going to be able to have, not the day off, but have a day of service, day off, they have yet to really specify what that means, but have a day to either help in the community, um, you know, with uh, voter registration, whatever it is that um, they can volunteer with, or they'll be able to vote. Um we, we we all know how important the voting process is and and you know I spoke with the coalition that uh student athletes actually put together across the nation and they were instituting a plan for student athletes to have that day to be able to vote and or help in their communities. And I just you know that was just something that uh spoke closely to me. Um something that um was very American and, and I just felt that it was really, really important to get that message across. Not only you know are the times polarizing um, as far as <clears throat> political events are concerned, but just to be able to to exercise your right as a citizen of the United States, I think that's extremely important I think that'll get a lot more uh, uh, young people involved and it'll show them the process and how important it is um to really help out in communities and the and the part that I love about it is I think it's a chance for you know like a Duke University or a Georgia Tech to be even more outstanding pillars in their community, and give those kids and the people that are around them a chance to, you know, see them, talk to them, and and maybe aspire to, you know, kids to look up to them one day and say, "Man, I can be a, a Duke basketball player one day." Man, I saw such and such at, at the voting booth, and man, I'm 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 a big fan now. So, you know, I just think it was just a great thing. Uh, the NCAA actually voted uh, to pass it yesterday, so we've just been really, really excited at just the potential of uh, uh, of what can happen in the future.
2: Chris Bosch, two-time NBA champion, eleven-time NBA All Star. Man, I'm I, I was sleeped then on you because eleven times I, I was. I mean, I wasn't asleep, but then when you know when you see it in numbers, it's like eleven. He went eleven times to the All Star game. I mean, you think about it, it. When you start looking at people's statistics and numbers and, and appreciate their career. Mm-hmm. But when you see it, right. it, it takes on a different meaning. But, you know, congrats, obviously. Um, you You mentioned the political things. You mentioned all of that, but not only from a political standpoint, everything we've gone through in 2020 from the pandemic, just everything we're dealing with. If in the NBA championship in this bubble, Chris, and in in because of the pandemic, how would it be viewed this year with the champion?
0: I mean, you know what, man? Look, by any means necessary, that's how it is. Uh, 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 that was always kind of my focus as an athlete. Uh, it's interesting. Um, other people have asked me, you know, would it be an asterisk by it? I think this is one of the hardest uh, years to win an NBA championship. You don't you don't have that crowd aspect. You don't have that thing that extra thing to really pump you up and get you going. It's just straight up basketball. Um there's no limited people around. It's a totally different situation. But you know, you know as well as I do, guys, they they give a trophy away, they put your name in the record books. <laughs> you know, and it's almost been a year since they got started. So this has been this will be this will be the longest journey for any champion. Um, um, that's ever been crowned um, in, in the in, in the NBA. So, look, I take it. I take it. You know, if um, if, if someone uh, wanted to put an asterisk by it or say it doesn't count, you know, they probably haven't really really gone for for a goal. And you know, that's one thing about every guy there, which for sure, in particular, LeBron and the Miami Heat, they both understand uh, what's at stake and. And you know, I, it's never happened before. I think that's uh, that's quite a unique situation, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And I mean, the playoffs—they've been incredible. I mean, the games have been incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, there have been some uh, dramatic instances already, and that's just the first two rounds. So I expect it to get even even better as uh, as the conference finals continues to go and start.
3: Chris, every time I hear you speak, you're so objective and you're neutral in the way you look at things. So you get to pick one. Who are you picking? Oh, yeah. I was
2: going to get him on the last question. glad you got him. Le-
3: Le- LeBron. LeBron, yeah, James. Le- LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Ooh. You Ooh, get one. LeBron or Mike. You get one, which, which CB. I- I'm not talking about who you play. You get one on your team.
0: What am I picking for? <laughs> it depends <turns> on what <laughs> no, I'm picking. Come on. come on, Chris. Come you on, Chris. You, you, you get one. You get one, Chris. I get one, which you, I mean, God, why, why y'all going put me on the twilight? Like Come on, <laughs> man, this is what we do. On, this is barbershop Shop, CB. This is what yeah. we do. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Bron. Um, one, because that's my guy. I played with him. Um, you know, he's, he's given me many assists and many open shots. A lot of those pocket passes, pick and roll uh, uh, to the basket. He's responsible for, you know, a, a nice portion of my points that I got in Miami. So I'm going to go with my guy, you know what I mean? But I only say that because, you know, the of, of I know what he brings to the table. We know what MJ brings as well, but just as far as like being a teammate, you know, having fun, going out there on the court, distributing the ball. Not that MJ is, you know, a, a lesser or anything. We, we all know he's a killer, probably, you know, the greatest scorer of all time, but yeah, I'm gonna go with my guy. Yeah, man, so then wait. See, you mean, tell I'm me, getting.
3: tell me how they're different.
0: Tell me how they're different. Um, Bron is more. He's more of a distributor. So if you watch his his games, he he begins the games by he works the games a little more. He passes. He um, he he gets his teammates involved early, and then he kind of becomes aggressive in scoring. MJ usually he 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 had the triangle offense. They mastered that, and he was always looking. To, to penetrate the defense, be aggressive. He's going to get his 30 points. LeBron is more so going to have around 25, 26 points, you know, 30 points when, you know, <laughs> 30 points 10 years ago. But now he's more, you know, he's always been more of a facilitator, you know, getting guys involved, very patient with the game, I, you know, and I might be wrong, but this is my synopsis. I think he's more of a point guard. Mm. Um, that's, that was like anytime we were playing with the Heat, I wanted him to play points you know, because he's big, he's tall, he can see the court. Um, he's always going to get his guys involved, and, you know, he's going to work the game. He's going to see those plays that are working. He's looking at his guys' faces and saying, okay, you know, CB needs a touch. Hey, we need to get Dwayne going. That's where, you know, that's where I think he's um, he's very good. And, 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 you know, to be quite honest, man, I was always envious of him, man, because he's gotten, it's, it's like everybody's like, oh my goodness, LeBron James. Yeah, of course, he's been looking at offensive, you know, packages for his whole life with the ball in his hands. As a big, (laughs) I always wanted to do that because I'm always looking at the guys or there's some stuff behind me uh, that I can't see. The only thing that that was in front of me was usually defense, and that's where I tried to contribute. But, you know, in his instance, um, he's been looking at offense with the ball in his hands his whole life, so he's able to see things that a lot of people can't see
1: fascinating insight that's why lebron led the league in assists this time for the first year
0: which is crazy
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable that's for sure hey chris really appreciate you taking a trip down memory lane and talking about the current day miami heat as they look to get back to the nba finals really appreciate it
3: let them vote baby
1: thanks
0: chris yeah absolutely appreciate it guys mm-hmm.
1: excellent great chris bosh the 11 time all-star yeah, he's know, right? blown away by that Keyshawn jables is been presented by progressive insurance still to come so Jay will be out there tonight on ESPN. Will the Heat take that 2-0 lead and get halfway home to the finals? The guys have their predictions next.
5: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or
1: die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Quick reminder, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Shell. Get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once – First, fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus, then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. Back to the big story of the day. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin yesterday, the Big Ten, announcing they're back October 23rd to 24th. There was a Zoom press conference at around 10:15 a.m. Eastern just after we got off the air. And one of the questions was asked by Doug Le Maurice, he is a writer for Cleveland.com, one of the most well-respected writers in the Big Ten footprint. Doug Le Maurice asking Kevin Warren this question. And if you want to know why Kevin Warren's getting so much criticism, listen to this question and how he completely evades answering it. The question was, Kevin, why was your communication with coaches, players, and parents so poor over the last month?
5: I'll say this personally is I really, a lot of the criticism that that, uh, has been been displayed over the last uh, couple months, you know, it really, I take it as we have a, we're we're passionate. We're passionate in the Big Ten. We have passionate student-athletes. We have passionate families. We have passionate fans. And so I take that from a positive standpoint, and we're going to continually do everything we possibly can uh, from not only a, a health and safety standpoint, but from a progressive standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, there are many things that we did learn over the last 40 days and we'll get better.
3: Wow. it was That was a lot of dancing like a politician. Right, tap dancing all over the place. And I, I think one of the best forms of leadership is ownership and just stating, yes, we are wrong. We reacted early and maybe we didn't have enough time. I just, I'm not saying he needs to say that. I'm not saying what Kevin Warren needs to say, mm-hmm. but I, I think there have been a series of mishaps communication-wise that has put him in this bind. And I I think as a leader, he probably is a really good leader. Uh, But the way you communicate that, and also I go back to that one line in the opening statement to the public, this will not be revisited. Yeah. This will not be revisited to state that with that type of oomph, right? And then to come back and now it's being revisited, you have to own that publicly. If you don't own that and you answer questions like this, then people are going to start finding holes.
2: Probably should have been a little more transparent No question about it. Uh, He's always – I mean, you or anybody for that matter can always go back and and change your mind. I mean, just say it. Say, hey, look, I started down this track. This is what we thought at the time. Now we have more information, and this is what we're going to do. And that's it. Not the dance around – you know, and you could simply – he could simply say it. You know, we thought we were communicating with the coaches, and we thought we were communicating with the parents. Um, or or it's not our job to communicate with the parents because we communicate with the schools. Therefore, they'll communicate with the parents. Something like that, I think, will come off a lot better than just kind of going completely around the question and start talking about something totally different than what the question was asked. And even Kirk Herbstreit came on our show today, and he
3: said, I've never in the history I've been around the Big Ten I've never seen ADs. I've never seen chancellors. I've never seen fans or student athletes handle this situation the way they've handled it with Kevin Warren. i am never seeing that kind of backlash.
1: I totally agree. One-word answer. Heat Celtics tonight.
3: I have the Celtics bouncing back tonight. I still have the Heat in, in, in six, though.
1: Yeah,
2: I have the Celtics bouncing back.
1: Quick Tiger update. He had back-to-back bogeys. 20, that $20 up. in a oh, jar man, for quiet, you. Oh, be quiet, man. $20 in a jar. He said,
3: Quick update. That's, that was his line. That's cool. Oh, is it? Yes. yes. See? Oh,
1: okay. Key, can you spot me at 20? Tiger followed back to back bogeys with a birdie. He's one over through six. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live, weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.